All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Coffee with Casey, where we're going to take on market conditions, see what's going on around the Northern Virginia area. It's a strange time, and the reason why we're doing Coffee with Casey every Thursday is get everybody caught up on the market conditions, what's really happening. So today, we're going to go back, we're going to take a look at the market conditions, where we are, where we've been, um, and where we're headed. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk today about buying, right? So... You know, it's been very difficult to buy a house in the last, um, geez, probably year and a half, two years. I mean, I know a lot of very uh, frustrated um, buyers that have worked very hard to find a house, but every time they put in a contract, they, they get hit with 20 other contracts and they lose. And the prices, in my opinion, were just too high, right? So they were getting too high. So, but now the prices have come back down and, uh, and it's time to look into buying. So we're going to talk about, you know, why you buy, how you buy, what you buy, where you buy, and when you buy it. Okay, so we're going to talk about, we're going to go over all that, but let's take a look at market conditions. Let's take a, a switch on over to, to my uh, world famous charts, and, um, and let's take a look at, at what's going on, all right? So first thing, let me get over here. All right. So let me go full screen here. All right. So the first thing we're going to look at is what percentage of homes are under contract, right? So, you know, if more than 60% of the homes are under contract, that means if 10 homes are, are active or under contract, what percentage of those is under contract? So if 10 homes were on the market way back um, in January, 7.8 of them were under contract, okay? And as it goes on, and you can't see these numbers, and I don't know why you can't see these numbers, um, but, but I'll read them out to you. Basically, it went from 78 to 75, 73. These are all seller's market, 64. This went down to 54. I really don't know why this thing is not broadcasting it correctly. There, you can see it. There you go. I think that's better. All right. So it goes 70% uh, in April, 64 in May, 50. So you see it going down. It got down to, in August at 43%. Now, a buyer's market is anything under 40%. So as we were leaving a seller's market, the question is, have we bottomed out? Is this a big buyer's market? Should a person be able to sell a house? And the answer is, it has, it has turned, right? So we are at 45% of the homes are under contract. That's as healthy a market as you're going to get, folks. I mean, that's just a flat out healthy market. I know interest rates are high. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But that is a healthy market, okay? Now, let me, let me tell you why some people are struggling out here. So we look in May when the market was booming. And when you put a house on the market, only the green is how many homes withdrew unsold back in May, okay? So how many of those homes that were listed actually withdrew? So it's 13% withdrawal rate, 10%, 8%. So you see very few houses withdrew. In fact, anybody could really sell a house. The whole key to that market was trying to get the most amount of money for those houses. So, but as you can see, most didn't, you know, most uh, of the homes sold. Now look at 46% of the homes, okay? In some of these markets in Vienna, withdrew unsold. Now, to me, as a real estate professional, 
it, that makes me mad. It really angers me. That means 46% of the agents didn't do their job. I mean, I can see a withdrawal rate of 10% because some homes are just more difficult than others. Some sellers will not price it the way they should or do what they need to do. So I can see a 10%. That's fairly acceptable. 46% of the homes is absolutely 100% unacceptable. So you think, as you can see, there's Fairfax County, Centerville, uh, Haymarket. So it's systemic around the whole area that 35, 40, 45%, 50% are withdrawing without selling, right? So is that really unusual? Well, if you look back at 2017 and 18 and 19, it's about 40%. I mean, I've seen, I've seen 40%, right? So that's usually what about it is. That's what it is right now. So we've gone back to normal where sellers are overpricing and realtors are overpricing to get the listings, okay? Um, this, is a, this is a huge mistake. It always, it always has been. I, I think it should be, this number should be down in the you know, 10, 12% withdrawal rate, not 40% withdrawal rate. So why is everybody withdrawing? It's very simple, watch this. So in Arlington, the homes that are selling or under contract. So what I do is I dissect markets. That's what I do for a living. I'm an analyst. So I analyze the market in, in, uh, in Arlington. You know, I cut it down by price ranges and never, whatever. To make it simple, homes in Arlington are selling at 118%. Those are the homes that are under contract sold in the last 30 days. Now, the homes that are not selling and the homes that are withdrawing are listed at 129% of their assessment. Right, so let that sink in. The ones that are selling are 100, are 11 percent lower, right? So, so there are sellers out there going, "I want 130 percent of my assessment." When all the homes that are selling are at 118, right? So what does it do? It sits and withdraws. Once a home sits too long, it gets stale, and now it's nothing you can do. It's just got to withdraw. So here we go. Let's look at McLean. Let's look at Vienna. So in Vienna you have homes that are selling at 120% of assessment, but the homes that are not selling are listed at 129% of assessment. So we send out information to people that withdraw their house. Normally over the last year or two, it might be 15 a month. I mean, uh, 15 a week, uh, maybe you know, 20 a week. Uh, it was 145 this week, 145 people's houses withdrew and sold. And why? Because of this, because of this, <clears throat> they're listing their property 10, 15% higher. In McLean, it's 20% higher. <clears throat> so if the houses that are selling are selling at 129% of assessment, why is everybody listing at 149% of assessment, right? Does that make any sense whatsoever? And, and I analyze for a living, I analyze prices for a living. And, and I have to do all in Northern Virginia because we list everywhere from Arlington to Percival. So I need to know all of the markets, right? So you can see here that maybe the prices were that high at their peak, but that's not where they are right now, okay? We are prices have adjusted. Now let's take a look at this real quick. So they were, okay, this is the, this is the value line. The value line is in, is in um, uh, this burnt orange color, right? So right now, this is adjusted back down to about 1.32. So it's right in here. And this is adjusted up because of inflation to about 1.15. So right this second, there's still, this is going to mean this. 
So this is going to start working its way up. This is going to start working its way down. And they will meet again maybe in a year or a year or so. So what does that mean? You know? See where it's at now? That's where people... This is where people are pricing their house. They've leveled it off and that's where they're pricing it. That's what it actually is selling at. So this, this is where the homes are selling, right? That's where the homes are selling. And this is pretty much the value line. So is it a little bit over the value line? Yeah. Is it gonna come down a little bit? Yeah, yeah, but not that much. Not enough to deter people from buying. Once it hits the value line, now you're gonna start seeing a bunch of contracts coming back all over the place. So, so you buy houses, right? You buy when they cry and you sell when they yell. And right now, 46% of the sellers are crying like little babies because they're just, they can't sell their house. They're nervous. They're, they're, you know, now you've got them against the ropes, right? So this is a great market for smart buyers. And this is a great market for smart sellers. It is not a good market if you want to overprice your house. It's not a good market if you want to underprepare your house, right? You've got to understand. Now, some people look at this and go, oh my gosh, I don't want to uh, pay a house that's overpriced. Not really. The prices are coming down a little bit, but the good houses are still going to sell above this value line. So, you know, if you find a good house and it's just above the value line, that's, that's where you want to be. Why? Because you're buying it for the long term. So we're going to start talking about buying houses, you know, and, and why you would buy and what you buy and how you buy and all that stuff. So, so not to panic, not to, you know, and as far as the seller is concerned, are you still getting higher than the value line? Yeah, yeah. Is it gonna get closer? Eh, it's probably gonna get a little bit closer. Really, this, this uh, bump right here was all caused, so that anomaly was caused by the government lowering their standards, right? They lowered their standards on who could buy a house. So they opened up the buyer pool, right? We went from 10,000 sales in Fairfax County single family attached homes to 14,500. That was a significant rise. That's what that happened, right? So then instead of the opening the markets up like they did in 2004 and five, they shut the markets down in 2007, eight, nine. It caused that collapse. So where did it go to? Went to the value line stayed around the value line, jumped over the value line. This was caused not by too many people in the buyer pool. This was caused by too few houses on the market. So we had a, a housing shortage and that's what caused that. So is it coming back down? Yes. Now, two things make that line come down. One, a lot of inventory. And let me get, let me get rid of this. Let me, let me close out of the um, stop share. All right. So what's causing this is just a lack of inventory and lower interest rates. So what will turn that peak and make it come back down? Higher interest rates, more inventory. We have higher interest rates. That's why it's adjusting down. But we don't have inventory. I mean, and, and we're not going to see inventory. So everybody just lock it down that there's going to be a lack of inventory for a little while. Because I'll tell you why. Because the seller, some of the sellers are saying, look, Unless I have to sell, divorce, death, moving up, moving down, unless I have to sell, I'm sitting on a 2.5% interest rate. Why would I want to go buy something else and sit at a 5.5% interest rate? So, you know, unless they really have to move, so the people that are going to be moving or have to move, that market is a lot smaller than people that want to move, right? 
So, so yes, interest rates are going up. Yes, that's having a, a negative effect on the pricing. Um, yes, it's concerning. Um, but the second shoe that has to fall is too much inventory. And it's not out there. And I don't see it coming. Because I don't see the motivation for the sellers saying, <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, we, you know, uh, you know, now is the, now is the time we want to go and, you know, up, get a bigger house, get a smaller house because, you know, they just, they're sitting on a two and a half percent interest rate. And the people that are selling, ah, the mortgages are paid off. They really don't care. They're going to pay cash no matter where they go anyway. So it doesn't affect them. So those sellers are still making their moves, right? Sellers should also make their moves because the house still is above the value line and, could it fall? Hey, if inventory comes out, the answer is it could get back down to that, that value line. But right now, as it sits, we're above the value line. And without any inventory, it's not coming back to the value line. Not until the inventory comes back out. Okay. So let's take a look now at the, hopefully everybody's got a grasp on where the market is. Good market. People are overpricing their houses. They're overpricing where they were going to be and they haven't adjusted to where they are, okay? And that's a 10% difference and that's a problem, but that's okay. Most realtors overprice houses because they A, don't know how to list, don't know how to price a house. A lot of them don't. They'll do whatever the seller tells them to do. And when I come in to uh, withdraw and I say, why did you list it at that price? Like, that's what we wanted. We told the realtor, that's our price. I'm like, well, that's not your price. That's not, that's not what it's worth. This is what it's worth, right? And then they adjust the price and then it sells. But, you know, uh, real estate is not a made to order. It doesn't matter what you want. It only matters what the market's willing to pay. And getting the top dollar, that is the goal, right? So that's the goal. So let's talk about buyers for a second. Because now you can buy, right? Before we couldn't. Let me get back down here. Where am I? Let's go to this guy right here. Let's talk about buying here, okay? So why would you buy a house if it's a little over the value line? right? Well, because you need to lock in your pricing and lock in your rates, right? Even if it's a, even if your payments are a little higher right now, you can always refinance down the road and lower that payment, but locking in the price and the payment. If you continue to rent, your rent escalates every year. It's not going to stop. It's just going to keep going up and up and up, right? So, um, you know, buying a house lets you lock in a price, lock in a rate and start you know, moving forward. Okay. So let's talk about other reasons are, you know, pride of ownership. If you're living in somebody else's house, you can't paint that wall. You can't, you can't put in a screen porch. You can't put in a patio. You can't upgrade a bathroom. You can't, I mean, in our house, we're upgrading something every, you know, all the time. I mean, you can't do that if you're in a rental property, you don't have pride of ownership. Okay. If you're in a rental. All right. So you need to establish roots. You're gonna have a family, you wanna be someplace, they wanna to go to elementary school, high school, can't be moving them around every two or three years. So it's time to establish roots, get them down and build that nest egg. As you know, over the long haul, you'll be paying the mortgage down because you pay a percentage of the payment every month towards your uh, principal. So the principal is going down, the value is going up and that's called your nest egg, okay? So let's look at the, let's look at the other one. Now, how do you buy? Okay. So, so the first thing you need to do is you really need to find a realtor to buy a house because there's a lot of decisions that have to be made both on financing and selection of the house and negotiating the house. Now, a lot of times it was popular. You have people like Redfin and they say, um, you know, we'll give you money back. 
Don't fall for that, right? Okay, because let me tell you something. Getting a good realtor, the difference between negotiating a good price on your house and a bad price on your house is a huge deal. And you want somebody that's gonna stay with you for the long haul. So, so don't select an agent on whether they're gonna give you cash back or not. <clears throat> failure is failure is failure. And a point of nothing is nothing. So, so find a realtor based on their qualifications that they know the area, they're top negotiators, they know how to negotiate the contract and the best price. Let's talk about down payment, when you, how you buy your financing. You can, I was on, I was watching the news this morning, they had some guys on saying, you can get in for three and a half percent down and you can get 5.75% interest rate, which is fine if that's your only option. Your best option is 20% down. And I'll tell you why, because it brings the rates down and it, you're not paying private mortgage insurance. Private mortgage insurance is, let's call it five, eight hundred dollars a month, could be a thousand dollars a month. But is the insurance, because you have a low down payment, they need to insure the loan. So you're not paying 5.75. You're paying 5.75 plus whatever the premium is for the mortgage insurance. So if you're smart and you're a good financial planner and you know how to count your nickels, try and do 20% down. Put, have the parents put up the money and pay them a percentage, uh, have them pay, you know, pay them two or 3% a month. They're getting more, you know, they're not getting that at their bank. Um, so, you know, come up with a way of coming up with the 20% down. If you don't, yeah, three and a half percent down gets you in the house. And then you can refinance. Once you get some equity in the house, you can refinance. All right. You get fixed rate financing when rates are low. Okay, so 90% of the people got fixed rates when rates were at three and a half percent. When rates are increasing, you'll see more and more of what's called the adjustable rate mortgages, right? I say five-year minimum, seven-year maximum for those rates. So you lock in a five-year arm and those rates right now may be five and a half percent, whereas the other rates are six and a half or seven percent. So lock in a five-year arm and... And that rate will stay fixed for five years. And then, and let me show you how this works. Then they will adjust to a thing called the LIBOR rate. So this chart you see, this is the LIBOR rate, okay? And you see it moves up and down. It's very sensitive, okay? But you see how every time in a recession it comes down and every time in a recession it comes down and here it came down. So <clears throat> what happens is after five years, you got a five and a half percent adjustable rate mortgage. Well, if you did this in 2005 or 2006 and the five years went by and then you had to adjust to LIBOR plus two and a half percent, you would have adjusted to 3.5%. So anyone that says that adjustable rate mortgages caused the collapse or the financial problems in 2007 is wrong. They're not wrong. When the adjustable rates came out, people got in at five and a half percent when it adjusted, it adjusted to three and a half percent or down from where they were. So it wasn't lack of the payments, the prices collapsed because the buyer pool was too big, then the buyer pool was shrunk, okay? So that's what caused it. So feel comfortable with a five to seven year arm, they're five and a half percent, try and get 20% down if you can from your parents or anybody, you know, um, and make it a business deal, right? And, and pay them a percentage of, of interest. And then when you refinance later on, you can pay them off. But that's, that's my recommendation, okay? 
Now, where are you going to buy a house? Well, you know, let's say I work in Tyson's. Okay, well, usually people buy a house 30 minutes to the west, okay? 30 minutes from the employment center. Why? Because you, you can buy twice the house. The farther out you go, twice the house. When I'm selling a house in Vienna, we market to people in Arlington. <clears throat> Why? Because a $1.15 million house in Vienna costs $1.45 million in Arlington. So we literally go out and get our buyers coming in from Arlington. They need good schools. They need a good community. They, they work downtown, 30 minutes out. That's in Vienna or Oakton or something like that. So, so where you look, usually you look 30 minutes away, you know, to the West. Some people like to drive more. Some people will pay for convenience, but most people will be 30 to 40 minutes away. You want to find a community that you like. Schools are the number one priority, okay? So you want to be in good school districts, whether it's elementary school or intermediate, and not really intermediate uh, as conversations because they're so quick, but it's high schools, right? <clears throat> and don't look, don't look at greatschools.com for what are the best schools. Go to US News and World Report where they focus on what is the college readiness, what are the test scores, you know, that kind of thing. So look to US News and World Report for what are the top schools in the state of Virginia, which is where we work, all right? The other criteria is just transportation access. I mean, how quick can you get to major highways and thoroughfares? People wanna know how quick we can get to airports. There's a lot of people that, you know, work here, but they fly for a living and they wanna be somewhere close to, <clears throat> and that's why Vienna is good. It's halfway between Dulles and, and uh, Reagan National. Oakton, that, that kind of area, Oak Hill, uh, Fair Lakes area. So, so that is another, that's another criteria that we have, okay? So transportation access. So that's where you're going to buy. Now, when are you going to buy? If you see buyers running this way, you run that way, right? Be the contrarian. As everybody else is going, I don't know about this, I don't know about that, that's when you buy. You know what they're doing? They're crying. When people are crying, you should be buying, right? That is, you know, when the markets go down, that's when people move in. Now, how far the markets go down, nobody will know. You'll never hear the bullet. Just like they say in the Marines, you never hear the bullet. You'll never know. I mean, it moves fast, okay? So um, that's why I do this show every, every uh, uh, Thursday morning, kind of get everybody up to date on where we are currently at um, and what are the dynamics that will force the market up or down. But... You know, what you really want to do is now is a great time to get out and buy. And the reason for that is you can buy. You couldn't buy in May. I wouldn't let you buy in April because they were paying a $200,000 over list price. I mean, for God's sakes, it's crazy. There's 20 contracts in. That's not the time to buy. Let it settle down. Let the smoke settle. Then move in for the buy. Now, I will tell you that in my opinion, um, you know, now we're back to a logical market. We were not in a logical market before. We are in a logical market now. Very safe for buyers to come out. Uh, and in fact, they are out. I mean, we have uh, a house launching in Lakevale this weekend. And there's already 10 scheduled showings. Um, that will double when we activate it tonight. So we'll have 20 showings. That's 20. That's a good solid market. So, so you don't have to worry about prices collapsing or anything like that. There are buyers out there. But I will tell you, the buyers are a little more cautious, which is, is fine, you know, until they find a house in Lakeville where they need the pool, need the lake, need the schools, need to walk to elementary school, 
want to be in a good solid community. Those are people that, you know, may bid it up a little bit, but <laughs> it is what it is. But you can find houses. So, so our advice to sellers is, hey, let's price it where it should price, attract a lot of buyers, you know, get solid contracts and have backups. That's advice to good sellers. That's smart. But a lot of people are overpricing. It sits, it sits, and then they drop it too late. It sits, it's it. They drop it again. It's sitting, right? Those are the houses you want to move in on. You want to buy, buy, you know, take advantage of other people's mistakes. So as soon as we get a buyer, we're looking at homes that have been sitting on the market. We're going to go raid those homes, right? Because that's what you're looking for. Also, what did I just say earlier that we're sending out, uh, there's 145 uh, withdrawals in our market area. That's a lot of houses. That's big inventory. So when you start searching for your house, don't just look at active houses. Look at homes that were on the market and, and don't search by list price. Search by, um, you know, what the um, assessment should have been, right? So let's say I'm looking for a $1.15 million house. Then I'll look for homes that were assessed somewhere between $900 and $1 million. <coughs> and they overpriced me. Then when you come in, the home is really worth $1.15 million. So now you can come in and buy one of those homes. So... And we prove the value of the house when we walk in the door. So we don't have to worry about trying to anger the seller. We tell them what it's worth and we prove it, okay? So when do you buy? Now's a great time to buy. You wanna get the uh, adjustable rate mortgages when you do. You know, as your family's expanding, you're gonna need more room for your family, but you wanna wait until you're financially secure, until you know that not only do you have a job, but if something happens at that job, you can get another job. When you're financially stable, you have reserves. You have 20, 30, 40, $50,000 in a bank account somewhere that should you have to go through a job transfer, then you know you can, you know, you know you can cover yourself. So make sure you have reserves. That's not just a bank requirement. That's just a logical requirement. Make sure you have money in the bank. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's what happened in 2005. Those people living paycheck to paycheck. When all hell broke loose, they couldn't survive. They were gone, okay? So let's make sure you're financially stable before you buy a house. Let's make sure you know you're going to be in the area for about five years. It is a little expensive to sell a house. So that equity buildup that you have could get eaten up really quick on just commissions and closing costs and things like that if you have to sell within two or three years. So, you know, kind of make sure you're going to be around for a little while. <clears throat> if, if you're planning on... on uh, um, if you're planning on buying a house. So why buy? Gave you plenty of reasons. How to buy? Get yourself, try and get 20% down. Go ahead and get a five, seven year ARM, okay? Where are you gonna buy? About 30, 40 minutes away from your, your employment centers on good traffic routes with good schools. When are you gonna buy? You're gonna buy right now, if you can. If you're financially stable and you need to expand for your family, move up or down, and you know you're going to be in the area for about five years, that's a good time to make your move, okay? So there we go for the buyers. It's a little, little advice for buyers. I know I'm, I'm more um, seller heavy because that's kind of what I do. Um, <coughs> uh, is giving advice to sellers. But right now there are, you know, the buyers should be out, right? And we're getting them out. And, uh, and really now is the time to buy. So time to buy.
for the buyers, time to sell for the smart seller. This is no place for amateurs. This is no place for Uncle Bob selling real estate. This is no place for somebody trying to sell their first house. The pricing has to be great. The preparation of the home has to be correct. The marketing needs to reach out to the east 30 to 40 minutes to attract those buyers that are looking at bigger houses or more expensive houses to come out to your listings. So the marketing has to be great. But it starts with preparation, pricing, marketing, and then just like we did today. So we're launching two houses. One house did not have a buyer pool. One house just didn't have a buyer pool. There was nobody coming to see it. Um, the buyer pool, even though the house was worth it, the buyer pool was not there. We had to drop that price, $50,000, and found a buyer pool. So we'll see what happens with that house. The other house over in Lakevale had plenty of buyers coming out. I mean, when you get 10 buyers, double that when we go live, when you get 20 buyers walking into a Lakeville house that's had $300,000 worth of renovations, it's going to fly, right? So, so that predictive analysis tells the sellers, you know, we're good to go. I mean, let's just, let's just launch the house. We don't need to drop the price. Thumbs up. Uh, 20 showings will probably come. You'll probably have 20 people at an open house. We should get three or four contracts. So, so good, solid house, good, solid price and good solid predictive analysis. So that's kind of the market in a nutshell. Those are the how, how when, why, where, uh, and, uh, and what's for the houses for buying a house. Um, and I will be back next week to keep you guys up to date, but I will tell you the market is moving. It's great for the smart sellers. It's great for a smart buyer, okay? This is no place for, no place for the weak at heart. You know, I was talking with one of my agents say, well, a person said, what if interest rates keep going? And, you know, they're up there in eight years. They're still at seven, eight percent or nine percent or 10 percent. I'm like, you know, just buying a home and for everybody. Right. There's a risk reward. There's a risk reward. You got to be willing to take a risk for the reward. But pretty much everybody's parents all bought a house. Everybody, you know, you're going to have to buy a house sooner or later. Now is the time because you can. My name is Casey Sampson. You've been listening to Coffee with Casey. You can catch me at 703-508-2535 or Casey at CaseySampson.com. We'll see everybody again next, next Thursday at 1030. Bye now.